Garage Fam. It me, Garage Guy, a regularly dressed man. It him, Dale Tanhart, fancy as fuck. What's up, Dale? What's what's going on here? I'm here at Fontana with the cars right behind me. Just so happened to have my podcast mic dug into the asphalt, this worn out asphalt. It's so worn out that it just digs in really easy, but smooth. Bottom line, I'm not here to fuck around. I let the people down last weekend after a very strong clash and a strong uh, Gatorade duel number one. Let the people down with very close second place, third place, fourth place finishes. And that's not going to happen this weekend. And I'm here, guns blazing. So let's you fucking mean go. Business. You mean business? I mean, all for sure. business. All I, see, I see it all. And, and it's shades of uh, Dale Center. Shades of Dale Center for the OG Garage fam that was around in uh, in the early parts of 2021, year of our Lord, 2021. Uh, you might remember when Dale uh, actually had this get up and had a similar style. So it's good to see that that fire is under your ass and that it's burning hot. Um, nice little Jeff Gordon. Is that a Jeff Gordon right there on that shirt? Right yeah, there? Do- double 24, Jeff Gordon Rainbow Warrior. Mm. Like a... Uh, I think How? I remember How? the last time you wore that tie, there was a, a certain car with a similar number, maybe actually the same number that won that race. We'll get into that later. Yeah, we will. So let's go ahead and kick it off. Welcome to the Garage Guys NASCAR race preview show. Talking about bets, or talk a little bit about DFS, practice and qualifying's back, guys. So, I mean, we're, we're going we're gonna to wait it out. We're going to be patient. We're going to check out the qualifying orders. We, we, we have some some matchups maybe we're going to toss out here a little bit. We got some uh, some early outrights that we kind of like. We're, we're just going to we're going to sprinkle a little bit of hope to uh, to replenish all those empty bags from last weekend. Uh, I know you say you let the people down. I feel just as equally responsible, um, especially after us both sweeping the duels. I just felt like the energy was 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 high. Little do we know that it ended there. Um except for one minor bet that I did have, uh, which was Cody Ware top 20 did, did still didn't, didn't help much, but it was cool to see that happen. You know, yeah, plus I odds mean, are, are good odds. I hit a matchup and called a few long shot plays a couple weeks ago, but you know, for me, when I'm a Daytona or Talladega, I want the winner. I want the winner of the race. And that's what we all want. We want that yeah. high return, minimize losses with, uh, smaller unit count plays, matchups. It's all it's all a coin toss. So the way I see it is, why would you go heavy on matchups when it's a coin toss on who wins and a coin toss on head to heads with less enhanced value? So I think it's very validated. And we were knocking on the door. Had guys finish second, Xfinity second trucks, and Blaney uh, won that race before Austin Cindric was a poor teammate. Bottom yeah. line, but That's it's a great American you, race. Got to do what you, you got to do. You actually I, got to speak I, with Austin Cindric uh, after the race. We talked a little bit about that on the uh, the the race recap show uh, earlier in the week, like uh, yesterday. So uh, whenever we were discussing that, um, you know, have you have you slept on it anymore? Are are you thinking uh, a little bit differently about how you want to approach this? Are are we still going to roll? with the uh, the 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 penny on Cindric? Are are we going to yeah. curse this man with a penny? If you don't want Austin Cindric to win, bet a penny on him every single week with me, and he won't win. Like we're gonna curse the shit out of him. 
But in a time where I think he could win, um, I will not bet a penny on him. I will bet. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do because Kobe when I bet on him, dollars, when I don't bet on him, he wins. So yeah, I think it's like bet a penny every time, and then if he does win, he breaks the curse, and then it's like we can go on to live our lives how we always wanted to. So, yeah, I, I'm here for that. I'm here for that, and and so obviously. That's where we're starting this thing at. Uh, it's not where we're ending it. But before we even get into the bets, before we get into the nitty gritty of the week, now that the NASCAR Cup Series is back, you have to get some fuel to enjoy a race. You have to get your belly prepared. I've had a lot of preparation in the offseason, as you can see. A um, little bit of lint in there, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to walk a lot this year. So you're not really going to be able to tell much uh, about my fluctuating weight, but right now we're, we're packing on, but it's a good packing on because it's a belly full of hooters. Okay. That's what I try to live my life on. It's what Dale lives his life on mostly ranch by the gallon, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm more, more into the wings and we're both in the wings, but the ranch by the gallon part is definitely a, uh, it's a pretty tremendous uh, feat for, to watch someone do that. And, uh, and we want you to be a part of that as well in, in two different ways. Um, I, I go by the name of Carry Out Chase, uh, and and this is Don and Dale. Um, so Carry I mean, nice. go 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 ahead and tell the people, like, because on Sunday, I expect everybody listening to this show to be sitting their ass inside of a Hooters. It, we're getting serious with it. Okay, it's not it's not time to joke around anymore. It's time to go eat some fucking Hooters. Okay, on race day, you go to Hooters with the boys, with the girls, with the kids. I don't care after church. Figure it out. You're going to watch a race at Hooters. Uh, dine in Dale. Tell them how they can save some money when they go dine in on race day. Yeah, like you said, look, Hooters is for race day. Race day is for Hooters. Go to your Hooters on race day or anytime, honestly. But most importantly, race day. Saturday or Sunday, we got a race each day. You can throw IndyCar in there. Cars IndyCar race. comes back this weekend. So you got two. got a double header for Sunday. So go to your Hooters. Save $10 on any dine-in order of $40 or more. That's valid for food, non-alcoholic beverages, and merchandise. Not – you cannot use it on alcohol, and you cannot use it for gift cards. I don't know why. I'm not I cutting this. I'm not cutting this. That was great. Because you know what? I was stupid impressed with how okay. quickly you learned. I had that. a uh, – a weird notification come up on my phone and it and it startled me. So that's just, what happened. So we're not that's what happened. Save ten dollars off of any dining order, forty dollars or more for food, non-alcoholic beverages, and merch just by giving your Hooters girl the promo code Garage Guys. Easy as pie. So, like I said, not valid on alcohol, not valid on gift cards, but you get to save ten dollars on any order, forty dollars or more for food, non-alcoholic beverages, and merch. I'll say it repeatedly. It's easy, 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 easy as hell. Promo code garage guys, Don and Dale. That's it. That's it. Beautiful. That's probably all we should leave it at, you know, for, for the, for the promo ad, but we're not, we're not going to leave it there. You can use promo code garage guys for takeout orders as well. Save $10 on any order, $30 or more when ordering from the Hooters app or from order.hooters.com. All right. Valid at participating locations for delivery or carryout orders only. I said that fast because I've been saying it for a year. Um, so everyone should give a round of applause for Dale for learning that fine print 
uh, as quickly as he did and as beautifully as he did. So uh, thank you for your patience. And if you're not patient, fuck off. Um, Shout out to the person that just sent me the message they just sent me that just like made me shit my pants. So I think that's fair to say. A little poop there. That's okay. Um, We don't have a toilet paper sponsor, but if we did, um, you you would you'd be okay. Um, Moving on from there, though, uh, yeah, we're we're definitely going to be getting some some wings and belly, and it's California, no doubt about it. It's not L.A. by any means. We're not going back to to Cali, but we are going back to Cali. It's like right outside of L.A. though. It's close. I feel like Fontana is not a real place. It sounds like a name of something that is made up from a movie from like yeah, well, three. Uh, Anchorman came out in 2004. What's the character's name? Uh, his last name. No, his last name's Fontana. I'm pretty sure his last name's Fontana. Oh, first, uh, yeah, Paul something Rutherford. Fontana. Brian Fontana. I think it's Brian Fontana. Yeah, he, yeah. The, the big guy that uses Black Panther works 60 percent of yes. the time. Yes, 100 percent of the time. So that's uh, that was I always wanted that cologne, and I, I never could find it. Yeah, Brian um, Brian Fantana. Brian Fantana. Fantana. Same thing. Fantana. It's close. Yeah. It's, I it's mean, close. they literally said that San Diego was a whale's vagina. So, I mean, I feel like Fantana and Fontana could, could be one in, in, in the same. Yeah, thing. they absolutely can be. Mm-hmm. There's no 100%. question. 100%. Anchorman so, is a classic movie also. I look, like an, I, I look like someone that could be an anchorman from the 80s. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to lie. Right you now, right now you look like Ashley Schaefer from Kenny Powers. You look like you're about to go sell awesome. a BMW. I just need the blonde hair. I just need a blonde. Just spray, spray paint or diet whatever the fuck works maybe a little perm action i don't know maybe yeah. a little bit longer in the front to kind of flare out i mean you, i mean yeah, you're we're, doing we're it right way. now i mean we're on the I mean, way it could be a good halloween costume yeah we'll figure it out we'll figure it out for sure I but uh, that was a that was a segment um about nothing literally um, nothing just saying easy repeatedly about hooters yeah. yeah random well i mean that was something but just what we just talked about it was about anchorman and then just nothing about racing. So we appreciate well, Look, San Diego, California is close to Fontana. So true. There's your relevance. It always ties together in some weird fucking way. So there you go. So that's why we do what we do. That's why you love us. Um, so let's just go ahead and get to the race. Obviously, this is the second race of the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series season. We're going to be running the 670 horsepower package. Um, a, a, lot of, a lot of chatter, a lot of excitement has been built for these intermediate tracks. I am more excited about intermediates than I've ever been in my life. Uh, Brad K made some comments earlier in the year about how these remind him of how cars ran in 2005. You are a child that watched NASCAR in 2005. You remember what this was like. Um, I probably was somewhere uh, chasing girls in middle school on skateboards in 2005 because my dad decided that that was when I didn't need to go to Talladega anymore and NASCAR faded away from my life for a little bit. So would you care to, uh, to kind of pick up from, from those words that I just spoke and uh, try to go and roll into making some bets and what people should bet on in Fontana, uh, California? Yeah. So mid late two thousand was the golden era. I think the teens are up there too, with the competitiveness and how racy the cars were up until we got into about 2018, 2019 with that new piece of shit aero package that is now gone. But the raciness at mile and a half in the mid late 2000s was almost unparalleled. Uh, you had all you had a lot of photo finishes at Atlanta, at Charlotte. You had several exciting races at California, most notably 2011, 
Kevin Harvick blows by Jimmy Johnson coming out of turn four to win, which was one of my favorite races ever. Awesome finish. Kevin Harvick, the closer. But hopefully with this new aero package, we'll see a bunch of that. It's a very abrasive racetrack. Cars will be sliding around. Handling will be a huge factor in this race on Sunday and for Saturday for the Xfinity Series. But this is focused on Cup. So first bet that I like. We talked about a little. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, follow us on Action Network to see what our cup picks are going to be for the weekend, every weekend. And I think for this one, this is our first test with this 670 horsepower package. We're kind of all throwing darts in a way. So you kind of got to use what we've seen uh, momentum wise. I feel like could be a factor from the first couple races of the season, plus just overall driver and team statistics from uh, California, two mile tracks tracks like Homestead, Michigan, maybe even Vegas, tracks that are somewhat similar to this configuration. And the one name that sticks out, what's that? Mainly Michigan, though. Mainly Michigan. I I mean, Homestead, I think, can can come into play here, too. But, yeah, Michigan, regarding the size and how flat the banking is, is is probably the most similar to to California or or Joey Fantana. This This is the new Atlanta. Yeah, we're going to call this track Brian Fantana from now on. How about that? Mm-hmm. Fantana. Brian, Brian Fantana. Fantana, the new Atlanta. So, uh, Brian Fantana, there's one name that sticks out here, and it's Kyle Busch. In 22 starts, he has 11 top fives and four wins. He has six wins in the Xfinity Series and two wins in trucks. This has been a playground for Kyle Busch. He's on books, he's around 700, 800 on most books, which I think is crazy. The best value right now currently is on FanDuel at plus 850. This has been an absolute playground for Kyle Busch. And hold on one second. I'm going to change. I'm about to teleport back into 2019 in just one second. 2019, if uh, you all remember this legendary moment right here, Kyle Busch wins his 200th National Series race at Auto Club, uh, Brian Fantana Speedway. So it's been a playground. It's been, and it's also where he got his first career win in 2005, which was the first cup race after Hurricane Katrina hit. And it was the only race I ever watched on analog on a small little TV with a satellite where we had to fuck with a satellite to grab a yeah. signal and the TV was really, really blurry because we had no, we had no cable and very and limited power. So first time, time out, Kyle time, out time out. What, what MRE meal were you eating watching that one? MRE? Yeah, uh, MRE, the Army Box meals um, that were handed out to uh, various families during uh, the after Katrina. If you were oh, watching actually, on a small television, you were definitely eating a bagged lunch that soldiers eat uh, no, from FEMA. Well, no, actually, we did. We didn't get one of those. We did. We actually were were a lot luckier than some when our okay. in our situation. All right. So we we weren't eating. I don't know what I ate though. I couldn't even tell you. I know, obviously, it was a shit show to get in and out of any gas station, food place, anything, but I really don't know. And you were in New Orleans. I was in Hattiesburg, which didn't get hit, I mean, half as hard as what New Orleans got, so. Yeah. We did have no cable for a while. Moral of the story, though, I mean, it's just mainly, it just just brought me back to remembering the times. Like, I obviously was not watching that race. However, I do know he was running for for Hendrick at that time, correct, when he won that? Yep. It was his first full-time, well... More than good, they're great car. What's that? Was he in the more than good, they're great car with a, with a, with a tiger on it? 
Yes, that is correct. That is correct. He was in the Kellogg's. The Kellogg's. Yeah. The Frosted Flakes. Yeah. So, yeah. That was his first win. I just I had to ask about the MRE, but that that's good. I'm glad that you didn't have to. I what does I MRE stand for? Used to from limestone, where I would poke holes in it to heat it up, and it you ate it out of the can. Red Cross. What does it? Out. What does MRE stand for? Uh, yeah. Meals ready to eat. Ah, okay, interesting. I'll know that. Cookies the taste like yeah. shit. Stay away from them if you ever do that, and also uh, keep the the heaters that you put in the water away from children, because I was one of those children that would put them in a plastic bottle with water. And me and my friends would throw them back and forth to see if we caught it when it exploded. Like, just not thinking at all because we yeah, watched a lot of stupid. jackass. What an idiot. Yeah, we watched a lot of jackass. We wanted to, you know, we, we really aspired to be like Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O. So. That's, that's actually totally fair. I fucking love those guys. Chugged milk, vomited. I would die to become one of them. Well, mainly Johnny Knoxville. Steve-O, maybe. He had a lot of drug problems, so I don't know if I want that. I would like to, I would like to say that I'm Bam Margera, but he actually got sober. So that's where I would want to fall into play. Really? Because he's not doing so well right now. No, that's that what I'm saying. Like I would, I would like, like imagine Bam Margera back when Viva La Bam was around, and then he got older and he stayed cool and he didn't get fucked up on drugs and alcohol. Got you. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's where that's where I would would imagine where where I would be at this point, just skateboarding and be kind of fat, you know, and just like mm-hmm. you know, just living life, large and in charge, and actually in the new Jackass movie. There you go. In that, if I was so speaking of large and in charge, that's what Kyle Bush is. He's my first outright play. He's probably going to be my only outright play before we see practice and qualifying, because like I said, and we said, it's going to be kind of like throwing darts for this, you know, until we see some on track time. So Kyle Bush, FanDuel is the best value you can grab him at plus 850. That's the only outright play I have. And um, I think I'm gonna come back to Kyle for something else later, but I want you to go ahead with your pick because we just spent 30 minutes talking about nothing again. MREs, Kyle Bush, uh, Brian Fantana. I th- this show is off to a hot one, boys and girls. Um, so let's go ahead. I'm gonna stay right there with you in the the land of the uh, the early outrights. Um, if you have checked out uh, my Action Network page, you've already seen that I have made an outright pick, an early one. Got over on FanDuel, found this man's at plus 850, and that is uh, our our own Bill's boy, Chase Elliott, plus 850 over on FanDuel Sportsbook. And, you know, I uh, I did some research on this. Obviously, qualifying isn't out. Uh, practice times haven't been released. When I see Chase Elliott at plus 850, I'm just kind of like, Mm, I'm a little intrigued. I know the Hendrick power. I know that Hendricks have horses. They're they're ready to take on Mustangs. They don't like Mustang horses. They are Hendrick horses. So they want to outperform them. Um, I think me and you have both discussed that while everybody in America may feel like a Ford could probably win this race, I don't think we think that that's going to happen. Um, I, I think that we're a little bit more pocketed in another side. But we'll see what happens in practice and qualifying. I won't speak too soon. But with Chase looking back at, at these two mile tracks, the records are, are nice. Okay. Like between Michigan and California, obviously, the majority of them being Michigan, it's been nothing but top 10 since 2019. The last time he ran here, he finished fourth, and I believe he started 13th. So DFS wise, a little bit of place differential, not much. You could have got way better value probably out there. But as far as somebody in great equipment, in a good car, hungry to win, hungry to prove he belongs on ovals. He has become the road course ace 
Austin Cendrick stepping up into the ring this year as another road course ringer, somebody that wants to challenge Chase Elliott on that. And, you know, Kyle Larson kind of did the same thing last year. I think that this is the year where we're going to start seeing Chase Elliott really focus in on these ovals. He wants to win on ovals, and, and we all know that in order to be a complete just um, somebody that just hones their craft to a T to get that, that status. I mean, he's already got the status of the popular driver, but as far as just being an all around driver's man, just a driver's driver, you got to win on some of these ovals. And I think that what better way to set the tone for the season than to show America, I can win. And it's not just going to have to be a road course. You're not going to have to set my odds at plus 250 only a few times a season. You can do that now. So get it while it's hot. That's kind of where my mentality is with Chase Elliott here. And, and he's, he's probably not going to be the only Hendrick car that I'm looking at, at putting a little bit of money on this week. But just right now, early on, I feel like the value there is good. I do think that after practice and qualifying, just knowing where Hendrick is, I do think that we're going to see those odds drop some. Are, you know, they're going to get a little bit worse. So you might as well go ahead and get it while you can up in the 850 range over on FanDuel Sportsbook. That's going to be my outright guy. He's got a lot to prove this year, man. And I think that it starts with the ovals. Yeah, and Alex Bowman came – last time we were here, actually, Alex Bowman, Hendrick Carr absolutely dominated this race in 2020. Cincinnati. Yeah, the Cincinnati ugly paint scheme in the number 88. So Hendrick has speed here. Jimmy Johnson was always really good here, uh, another home hometown boy for Fontana. So we'll see about that. I think Hendrick has – absolutely has the speed and the capabilities to do it. William Byron went at Homestead last year. So I, I could put Homestead, you could loop that. You could loop that track in here as something that's similar for a sample size, I think. So I think the Toyotas and the Chevys will be really good. Um, and speaking of Toyotas, my second pick, I'm sticking with this guy right here. Let me get that 18. Yeah. Right back there. Right back there. So interesting. Another Kyle Bush bet. Another Kyle fucking. Another Bush Kyle Bush bet. So we're okay. yeah, you're, you're sensing a theme here. Kyle Bush. I talked about how good he is at Fontana. Uh, matchup play. It's probably going to be on most books, but this one specifically on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Kyle Bush to beat Denny Hamlin at minus one fifteen. Look, four years in a row, Kyle Bush has beaten Denny Hamlin head to head at this racetrack. I talked about the statistics earlier. The individual stats from Kyle Bush are astonishing throughout all three NASCAR national series. And Denny Hamlin's never won here. Kyle Bush has won here four times. This hasn't been the best Hamlin track. He's run top 10 over the past few years, but while he's running top 10, Kyle Bush is running top five leading laps and winning races. When you look at the stats and you look at that trend of four years in a row, Kyle Bush beating Denny Hamlin head to head at, at uh, uh, Brian Fantana Speedway. The value is honestly insane. Like if there, I feel like the name just helps Denny Hamlin in this case. If it was anybody else, somebody like Kyle Busch should be minus 150 or minus 175 and Denny Hamlin would be plus odds. So for the value, for them to be exact same odds on both sides, minus 110, minus 110, Kyle Busch over Denny Hamlin is by far my favorite bet of the weekend. I got a, a unit and a half uh, on Action Network on that bet. so. Sticking with Kyle Busch all weekend, man. I think he's going to be very, very strong. And in terms of value, with the statistics, everything you could possibly think of that could back this bet up, it's all there for Kyle Busch to beat Denny Hamlin. 
you know, there's there's nothing in the world that that I can agree with you more on the fact of, you know, uh, a Bush, you know, a Bush beating Denny Hamlin. Um, Kyle Bush has been one of the best drivers out there. Your stats, they line up. Everything shakes up for this. I uh, I'm interested to see how that one will play out. Like I said, it's just I feel like the Toyotas are definitely going to pack up, and I feel like it's going to be a lot tighter of a race than a lot of people are thinking of. I don't think that it's a – I mean, matchups at intermediates, that's where you want to do your matchups at, obviously, and we already discussed that with Daytona. But, uh, but yeah, I'm just interested to see how these guys are running and, and what they do packing up and if they try to experiment more with the tandem stuff. And, I mean, I, I feel like I could, you could see a Hamlin and, a, and, you know, a Bush get locked up and it just come down to the wire or something like that, just something random. You can't really ever put JGR out of it. And uh, and speaking of putting JGR out of it, I want to go to one of their uh, their sister or brother teams, uh, known as a twenty three XI. Literally the only Toyota uh, sister brother team I think in the field right now. And uh, and I want to keep it in the Bush family. I want to keep it out west in the Vegas boys. Uh, I got Kurt Busch plus one hundred versus Kevin Harvick, and I love this bet. More than anything that I think that I've ever loved. Um, you said that your matchup that you had was your favorite. This is mine. And I feel like with what we've seen out of Kevin Harvick, I think that the story here is not so much about Kurt Busch, but it's way more about Kevin Harvick. And, you know, last year he had the one of the worst career years of his life. Um, you know, didn't get a race one. And I think that I at least, you know, I didn't think he was going to have a good year, but I didn't expect him to not at least win one race. And so I kind of go into this season with that same expectation where I'm like, okay, like we should at least see Kevin Harvick. Cause you just want to believe that somebody as good as Kevin Harvick, somebody that has been in this sport as long as they have, they can at least get one done. But I'm really starting to feel like we're seeing the downward trend of Kevin Harvick. The new cars here, it kind of like low key, reminded me of like Jimmy Johnson last season watching Kevin Harvick run and this is a whole new year we got the whole year ahead of us I could be completely wrong right now for all I know but I do know this much when looking at the stats I don't know why in the hell Kurt Busch would be where he's at other than the fact that maybe these odds makers are looking at how the Fords had a lot of power in Daytona I think it's just the car. I think it's just the car and the yeah. team with 23XI yeah. how they struggled last year that's got to be it because like you said, get into his stats because they're really fucking good here. Yeah, there's just not – I mean, the only really stats and data we have on Kurt Busch is him with these other teams. With Ganassi, he went on a, a, a really good upswing. But I think just kind of looking into the numbers right now, between the two of them, uh, looking at Harvick, his record is a little bit better at this track. But it's just recency is what matters here to me. And I think that that's what matters with everything in life. You can look back to 10 years ago. Yeah, somebody could have been a superstar, but it's not going to reflect what's going on today. And so when I'm looking at this right now, I'm trying to look over here. It's the, the Kurt Busch has t seven top tens, four top five finishes at Auto Club over the past 10 years. And those last two ones that I'm looking at with Ganassi, I think those were both inside the top 10, more approaching the top five territory. So he did, he had a really good program with Chip Ganassi Racing. Now, with the Toyotas, I, Kurt is going to be, I feel like anytime a driver gets in a new car, they're kind of on a mission. Obviously, one, they're figuring things out. They're, this is his first time running Toyota, never ran this manufacturer, but he's the journeyman. 
And, and I just looking at these stats, I just feel like maybe men, mentally wise and like with the new car, with, uh, with, with the Toyotas, definitely, I, I really just extremely feel like we're going to see the Toyotas work together a ton in this race. And uh, compared Well, there's to- not really going to be like tandeming or like teamwork drafting. Like no, but I could definitely see them all kind of qualifying somewhere around the same area. And I mean, that just puts them in a position to work together. So, I mean, that's just, a, it's a narrative. You can throw it out there. But mainly just looking at where I feel like Kurt right now, I feel like his headspace has to be way different than Kevin's because I just feel like Kurt is this ageless wonder, man. Like, he just has this youthful glow about him. Well, actually, he has more of, like, a Marvin Brando glow about him. He's definitely got, like, some godfather in him now. Them cheeks got kind of stuffy over the, the winter holiday. He's got some cotton balls in there. So he's a gangster. Like, I don't think he's playing around. And I feel like he's going to want to make a statement in a name. I don't think he's going to win this race by any means. But I definitely think that he gives a little more of a fuck than Kevin Harvick does for some reason right now. And I don't really know if Kevin Harvick I, – I, you got to say Kevin Harvick definitely gives a fuck, but it's like I just – you don't hear from Kevin Harvick. I feel like we haven't heard anything from Kevin Harvick since around like the – what was it, the the awards week where he was talking about, you know, the car. I think the I, – I, have we heard anything positive from Kevin Harvick about this car, like about the 670 horsepower change? Has he mentioned anything about that or applauded NASCAR or come out and said anything? Uh, I think when they made the change, he was like, yeah, we, this is what we want. Like it's better. And which is a fact, like it, it's, it's fucking better than what we had. So I still I don't just, I think he's going to be hesitant until we, we actually see the on track performance, uh, at yeah. these cookie cutter tracks. I just, I wonder if like, this is going to be a Jimmy Johnson two situation where he had all the same equipment. It's just his, his mentality shifted and changed. And, and, you know, th- different things, different time in life. And there, there, I can speculate on it on and on. But the main thing here is, is that I just feel like there's a lot more energy over at 23XI than I do with Kevin Harvick sitting in that four car right now. And I think that's what it all boils down to. And anytime I see something like this with that kind of a mindset, especially at plus odds, you know, might as well grab it. Who knows? After practice, this, this bet might not even exist. Yeah, I mean, I think the energy thing is a big thing there and for the value. And Kurt Busch has been good at California. I know Harvick's been good here. I think he, he only has one win in 2011, which I touched on, and which was an awesome finish. But Kurt Busch has always been good at California, no matter who he's driven for. So uh, good energy narrative there with – I mean, how badass would it be to be the – to get called out to drive for Michael Jordan? I mean, come on. Like, that's yeah. fucking sick, dude. I'm Kurt yeah. Busch. I'm so hyped. I'm as hyped as Bubba Wallace is especially at his age. We could see, I think we could see a career rejuvenation here with Kurt Busch. He always wins like one race a year. It seems like I could see him winning two this year, maybe three. I think that was one of my bold predictions I wrote about earlier this year was I think Kurt Busch will win three races in 2022. I don't think it'll happen early. I think it will kind of come on mid-season to the uh, playoff run. But speaking of high energy, let's get to the next play here. And I'm just going to briefly touch on this. High energy. This this is a high energy picture. Give me high oh, energy. Man. Show me. Yeah. And speaking of high, three chi on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just flying high with three chi, baby. Yeah. So anyway, cannabis uh, products not meant to get high. Correct. Yeah, it's cannabis. It's just a joke. They they I think <laughs> they health. make more, but yeah. Anyway, so 
Tyler Reddick over Brad Keselowski is uh, my next play. I've already locked it on Action Network. Going to go one unit there. Brad Keselowski has an excellent record at California. There's no question about it. He's been really good here for the time that he drove for Roger Penske. But for me, I look at what the six car has done at intermediates over the past three to four years with multiple different drivers, and it's been absolutely abysmal. I just think their program is going to go through some growing pains. Obviously, the field is narrow or the the competition is narrowed when you go to Daytona and Talladega. They can compete there because you have the draft. They have Ford engines that are strong. We saw they were strong all speed week long and ran well in the Daytona 500. But when you start getting to these tracks that require handling combined with horsepower, I think you're going to see the Roush guys struggle and it's going to be a growing, it's just going to be growing pains throughout the season. So Tyler Reddick, we saw how fast he was in the clash. thought that was an excellent start to the season to see the kind of speed that those guys had. You see right up here behind me, or there he is, smiling. He's, he's got a smile Tyler. on his face. Red down. excited. He's running. He's running to California. He's running to Brian Fantana uh, Stadium right now. Brian Fantana Speedway. He's that excited. I think he's going to qualify really well, and I can definitely see those odds shifting into more of his favor. So get it while it's hot. Uh, Tyler Reddick to beat Brad Keselowski is one of my favorite plays of the weekend. Look, I'm going to go ahead and just and just just lay it all out on the line. Um, I, I know that you're probably going to have a couple more bets, but the rest of my bets are all centered around Red Dog himself. I might as well just go ahead and dump them down. Um, these are bets that are exclusive to the show. By the time you watch this, you'll see them over on Action Network, obviously, because I'm not going to just talk about it, and I put it on there. Okay, We've been down that road before. We have to keep good track records this time. But uh, both of my next bets, I, I have about four bets, and then we'll talk. I'll talk a little bit about some value plays like on DFS. But my last two picks that I have for right now for this show, we'll have more over the weekend. Definitely pay attention to Twitter. Be watching what me and Dale are tweeting. We'll, we'll show you where to go. We'll show you directions, okay? Um, I'm going to go ahead and just talk about the outright. I'm taking Red Dog as the underdog to win – at Brian Fontana Club uh, race track for cars. I'm taking him at plus 2,000 on Caesars Sportsbook. He's like plus 1,600 and plus 1,500 on DraftKings and FanDuel. Caesars, you did it again. I'm proud of you. Thank you for, uh, for, for putting uh, Aaron Amarola on on the books this week, uh, calling, the, the third cousin of Eric Amarola, maybe we're calling JB Smooth and Halle Berry to set these to give these picks for us. Absolutely, the yeah, they, uh, they're gonna, plus, they're gonna lock them in for us. It's a big lock, like the master key. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, what what this comes down to is like everything playing off of what you said. It's the the way that this style of race. I just feel like something about the the energy with these style tracks. And the dirt boys, they just they get down, man. Okay, and like I feel like Kyle Larson is going to be one of the heavy favorites here. Obviously, you know Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson are obviously going to be the top two guys this week out of anybody. So why not dig deep in the barrel? Go with a guy that kind of has that same you know energy level as Larson does as far as the background goes. And you can make that argument with uh, with other drivers, Stenhouse, Chris Bell. Um, you know, Alex Bowman's doing a little bit of dirt racing. I mean, hell, everybody's doing a little bit of dirt racing these days. But I mean, as far as the growing up, I mean, I've just seen enough out of Tyler last season 
to to just he it just seems like the only thing that was holding him back was himself. It was the mentality. It was something that he could have controlled in the car, letting up maybe a little bit too early or or, or giving it a little too much going into a turn. It's just it's just tightening up those little mistakes right there is the only thing standing between him and taking that that first NASCAR Cup Series victory. And why not make it this weekend? Why not make it a plus two thousand banger of a hit? Okay. That's my underdog pick for this week. And then just to follow up on that, I'm not going to go too deep into this one, but I'm going to go right back with Tyler over on DraftKings Sportsbook. Group C bets, all right, out of Group C, taking Tyler Reddick. I think he's plus 280 over there, and he's in a group with three Fords. So he's got Joey Logano he's going up against. He's going up against Brad Keselowski, and I think it's Kevin Harvick. I want to double check on that just to make sure that I'm not giving y'all some some bad info. That is correct. Logano is plus 220, Harvick plus 265, Reddick plus 280, and Kez plus 290. I'm taking Reddick out of that group of four guys. That's the Group C winner, um, and I'm just going to follow that up right there. I think he can he can smoke them, especially if we're if we're going to believe and manifest that a Ford's not going to win this race. You might as well start with a Chevy finishing over all three of those guys. So. It's all in the Tyler Red. It's in the Red Dog basket, baby. We, we poured some water in Red Dog's bowl. We're ready to lap it up like dehydrated dog. All right. Just ready to get down with it. Flying high with Red Dog and 3Chi in Brian Fontana race car. Fantana. Are we, are we going to call it Fontana or Fantana with them? His last yeah. name's Fantana. So it's like, do we roll with that or do we? If we do Fontana, it's just like it's not even that that entertaining. If we do Fantana, at least somebody would be like, "You're an idiot." It's Fontana, you know what I mean? When so they I change, want, it, I want to be called out for that. Yeah, that would be kind of funny. I want them to change the name to Brian Fantana Speedway when they turn it into a short track. If mm-hmm. if that happens, if they turn it into a short track, Brian Fantana Speedway. I want the track CEO to have the sideburns with the mustache and the the hair how you just got to call the channel five news team to to commentate that race and then you have to have brick sing the national anthem it's the only way brick tamlin yeah that would be that would be electric actually Mm -hmm. if they came up dressed up like that dude would that would be so awesome you're totally uh, inspired by anchorman right now you are you you literally have a uh we'll call you uh we'll call you dale burgundy or we'll call you uh, Ron Tanhart. Uh, Dale Burgundy sounds better. You're Dale Burgundy right now. This is Dale Burgundy, uh, yeah. ladies and I like gentlemen. Dale Burgundy. I like Dale Burgundy a lot. Um, so you went ahead and gave your your kind of underdog outright. That's all the bets and- I got right now. I'll have more stuff over the weekend. Be checking my Action Network page, and uh, and I'll have some more stuff put up there for you guys. I got three more that I like that I want to touch on. For my uh, underdog play, I'm going to go see Bell. There you go. Hmm. There he is. Celebrating. I'm just saying, he did win the second race of the season last year. We are at the second race of the season this year. He's in Joe Gibbs' equipment, and on DraftKings Sportsbook, he's at plus 3,000, uh, 950 for a top three and plus 500 for a top five. I think that's it. I'm not going to tell you wrong. I'd be lying if I said I knew that exactly. Uh, Chris, yeah, we are down here. here. That is correct. 3,000 to win, 950 for a top three, 500 for a top five. I think this is a breakout year for Christopher Bell. He's performed well at intermediates at the Xfinity level, at the cup level. He won a race last year, which is the biggest hurdle to get over as a young driver. He got it out of the way early, got that first win, uh, was close to wins at a couple other tracks like New Hampshire, for example. 
it's going to be hard to find some statistics, some t- statistics because we've only raced here once, and it was in 2020. He was in a shitty, uh, shitty car as well in the number 95. But for a guy that's in really good equipment with a great crew chief and Adam Stevens, I think he's poised to break out, and I think he could really surprise some people on Sunday. So uh, I'll probably lock him in on a smaller unit play before qualifying on the Action Network. But Christopher Bell at plus 3,000, I feel like, is just an incredible bargain. So. What Shout do you think about boys. that? What do you think? There's, there you go. There's your dirt, your dirt boy narrative. I can't, that. I can't knock the bet. It's a dirt boy. If it's a dirt boy, I'm, I'm riding with it. I'm riding with it here. If it's a dirt boy, I'm with you. I feel like I'm, I'm always blocking the. And this one is the Ream Dream machine. The Ream machine. The Ream mm-hmm. Dream. Whatever. There's an air conditioner on that car somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another value play I like. Uh, I don't know what a lot of people are going to think about this one, but this is a uh, Cole Custer right here, number 41. Cold. Paint scheme from last year. But hometown race for Cole Custer and Stuart Hall's racing equipment. I think there's a chance we could see them be a lot better earlier in the season than they were throughout 2021 with the new car. Uh, Cole and Chase Briscoe were both fast at the LA Clash. I know I don't want to make too big a deal out of that because it was a totally different track, totally different circumstances. We know the teams were – we're going through a lot more stress because they didn't want to break anything and lose parts before the actual season started. So could have had a factor there on what teams tried and what teams didn't try as hard potentially. So, but Cole Custer is typically pretty good at the flat intermediate tracks. He won at Kentucky for his only career win back in 2019 before Kentucky was uh, gone from the schedule. He's won at Fontana and the Xfinity series uh, finished sixth in his first start there. I think this is a guy that could have a sneaky good run and he's plus 300 for a top 10. So that's the bet I'm looking at plus 300 for a top 10. He's there in the same range with guys like Todd Gilliland and uh, guys that just don't have the same kind of equipment potential as he does. So I think for that, noting that I think he has some enhanced value there because I think a top 10 is certainly possible for this team. Uh, I think it's, it is a riskier play. I haven't put it on action network yet, but with the equipment, with some momentum we've seen from Stuart Haas racing from the clash and the Daytona 500 with two SHR cars finishing in the top five, plus what Cole Custer has done at flatter intermediate tracks. I think there's some statistics there that can help us out and, and hometown boy. He's okay. from uh, Laguna beach, California or something like Lagerta, some shit like that, but oh. he's only like a, his you hometown is only, only an hour from Brian Fontana Speedway. Yeah. So hometown narrative wants to perform a little bit better, and I think we could see it. Okay, so I, I'm just going to provide some quick thoughts on that. Just, just you know, IMO. Um, so he's from Laguna Beach. Definitely he had to watch that show on MTV as a child. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um, it was a pretty good show from what I heard. Um, never watched it. Uh, you know, the, the one thing with, with Cole that I will say is while all of your intel is great, and it could be true, I will say he's got he's got to make sure he doesn't melt. Cole Custer reminds me of what a, uh animated Canadian snowman would look like. Um, I feel like he looks like how a Canadian animated cartoon network would draw a snowman. Um, and the reason being for that is just because I feel like when he's driving in the car, sometimes he can get some good position, but he just melts it away. And so those are the things that worry me a little bit about Cole Custer. However, you have a race like, you know, in Kentucky, the last time I ran there where he won. 
Um, if I'm not mistaken, he was the last driver to win Kentucky. Yep. Um, yep. Before they so took it off the schedule. He's in history. Right. Um, but here's the deal. I, I'm, I'm not obsessed with the play, but I like it because you got guys like Justin Haley, Harrison Burton, who's a rookie, Daniel Suarez, uh, Eric Jones, and Daniel Hemrick, Ty Dillon, Todd Gilliland, who are all around the same price range as him. And most of these guys, A, either perform poorly at intermediates throughout the last couple of years, or B, are in substantially worse equipment or with a new team. So I think there's value there for justified. a guy who's in his – he's in his – this will be his fourth year with Stuart Haas, maybe his third. I can't remember if Kentucky I was in 2020 or 2019. Third. 2020 so, was his rookie season. Because the 2020 go. Daytona 500 was – I remember chatting with a couple of people with the the 41 squad. Shout out to the homies. Um, I remember chatting with them, and they were like, oh, well, he's a rookie because I was trying to get, like, an interview, I think, with him at the time, like a little quick video. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, he's he's on his second year, really. It's crazy. So there you go. I just think there's some enhanced value there. We'll see how he qualifies. could change things up. But my final betting play here is a, I guess, what you would call a – a wild boy or a I guess it's a psycho parlay kind of deal it's not super psycho but I was excited to see you actually put a, a parlay on Action Network that, I did that is, I did that is an exciting looking thing that you did so here I, I did kind of screw up though I placed it on action put it all together and then I couldn't find one of the picks on one of the sportsbook apps to put it all together so now I got to really dig. I think I can do it at the casino probably down in Biloxi, Mississippi. But mm-hmm. if you get a chance to put these three plays together, Ross Chastain over Harrison Burton, Kyle Busch over Denny Hamlin, already talked about that, and Tyler Reddick over Brad Keselowski, uh, plus 561 for a three-leg parlay. Just to touch on the Chastain one, Chastain over Harrison Burton. This is a rookie that I think is going to struggle really early throughout the season. This is a very tough racetrack. He did win here in Xfinity, but we're in a totally different car, a totally different team for Harrison Burton. Had a really bad Daytona 500 with his flip. I really think that he is not ready for cup competition, so I think he's really going to struggle to start off the season. And you got a guy with Ross Chastain, who is a proven winner, uh, building off of a decent season with Chip Ganassi, now over with Trackhouse. They've got something brewing there at Trackhouse, man. And this is a certified wheelman at a wheelman racetrack, very abrasive. His car is going to be sliding around. It's going to be hot. I just like Ross Chastain at minus 118 over Harrison Burton. Parlay all those. Be careful, dude, because Jeff, Jeff might five, come, six, like, and get you in an alley and gut punch you for saying that about his child. Well, I'd like to see him try. Come on, Jeff. Let's go. I want to see that, too, actually. That would be kind of cool. But for charity. No, I, I just, for charity. I don't hate Harrison Burton. He won me some money back in 2020 with uh, his four wins in the Xfinity series, but it's a whole different ball game here in the cup series in 2022, all these new variables. I got to go with uh, Chastain who's a grizzly veteran now in the cup series and just throughout NASCAR, he's been racing like forever between trucks, Xfinity and cup, a new energetic team. That's got that 23 XI energy. You talk about Kurt Busch. So Ross Chastain over Harrison Burton. Parlay that with Kyle Busch over Denny Hamlin and Tyler Reddick over Brad Keselowski. You might have yourself a pretty fat payday on Sunday. That sounds – that doesn't really sound – you know what? We used to call those psycho parlays. You know what those were? You know what you just made right there? That's a tri-dog. 
Try dog. There you go. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen that language in the Discord a good bit. A try dog. Yeah, you gotta yeah. try it all. Yeah, like I mean, like, that's all you doing. You stack three drivers. You trying, bro? You trying to get that money? It's don't a, hit whoa! me. Oh, not, yet. not yet. Not yet. I don't. I was no, literally about to say that, like you know, it's been a while since we've seen this guy smash a watermelon. Um, on the planet of watermelons, they smash rash, Ross Chastain's. Um, that is a certified square fact. freak. What is that square freak thing back here? That thing That's right terrifying. there is one of the most terrifying looking things that I've ever seen in my life. That it's like an off brand they put on a happy meal SpongeBob. box and they removed it. It's like an off brand adult swim SpongeBob thing that's just like meant to scare you. But it's yeah, like Gumby that got put in an ice cube tray. I don't know what the fuck he is, but had me startled. And I'm not trying to get crushed by a watermelon just yet, Ross. So mm -mm. save it. I don't think no. I don't think it's coming this weekend, but I think you're gonna get a little bit closer. I so. just want to say that I think that that it, it's due time for him to find a way to integrate the watermelon smashing without winning races. Like if he were to beat uh, Harrison Burton in this matchup, he gets to literally throw a watermelon at his skull after the race, and then <laughs> just yell at him. That's a hell of a oh, and then just go back to his hauler. I did it for Dale. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like wow. just like thank Smoked you. Him. Thank we need you, to talk Ross. to Ross about that. Yeah, we'll we sign a contract. Anytime I bet on you and you win, you have to hit the competitor with a with a watermelon. Or maybe just Wherever like a do. half a watermelon. Like make it open so it's a softer landing. Maybe that's a little more fair. Uh I, I, I'm more for the actual non-cut open watermelon to where it hurts one hundred percent. I hope whenever if he ever gets in a wreck where somebody just like blatantly takes him out like a rivalry thing, you know how like drivers will throw their Hans devices. I hope he just has a watermelon in his car. And when they come back around, he just fucking smokes it with a watermelon. Yes. That would like, be sick. Ross Chastain should carry a watermelon in his race car at all times. Like, there's at no excuses. Time. They should there's like no. if if Justin, if Justin Marsh really cares about his drivers. Like what he'll do is he'll go and like develop like a little like seat for a watermelon inside that car, and you know they'll find a way to to make the weight work. You know, so uh, if it was for Daniel Suarez, he he should build like a little mini bar in honor mm -hmm. of Tootsie's in the back of the seat, and he can just lean back and and get a drink, not That's like it. a alcoholic drink, but he'll just know. have a seat for Kid Rock back there, and yeah, he won't exactly. be trying to have sex with my mother. So yeah, That's yeah, a good hopefully thing. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Inside joke. Hope you guys all saw that video. It's fucking hysterical. But um, that was a uh, completely unplanned and just wild moments that I love getting myself into, and I hope to get into plenty more of them throughout this season with random celebrities uh, at the racetrack because it's always great to see any type of celebrities, whether or not they uh, have fallen off of the deep end uh, psychopathically or not. Um, we still love Kid Rock. We still ball with the ball. The bang to bang. Nineties kid rock is 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 where my spirit lives. And that's that devil without a cause. I'm going platinum. Um, so I'll leave it at that. Uh before we go though, I, I feel like obviously with DFS guys, I practice and qualifying's back. It, it just makes no sense to just try to sit here and give you four plays. I did it on the Xfinity article this past week in Daytona, but it was Daytona, so I was like, eh. You know, everybody's going to do what they do. It's about the strategy in Daytona, okay? You play the strategy, you play a little mixtures. You got a little bit of everybody sprinkled around. That's how you play the super speedways. But I don't want the case for, for an intermediate track. This is where it's a lot more tight-knit and it matters. And I want to make sure that if I'm giving you guys intel on this, that I'm giving you the right stuff. So I'll just go ahead and say this. I want to 
to start doing this, if if we do our shows before practice and qualifying, I think that, you know, maybe we talk about two guys that are good values on DraftKings. One guy that we think could qualify high and be a dominator. One guy that we think could qualify towards the back and gain a lot of place differential. And so that's how I think that we're going to start working this on the uh, the Garage Guys Race Preview Show is where we'll talk about two guys in DFS, one salaries drop. I want to go ahead and kick that off real quick, and I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, we've already talked about uh, one of these drivers, and one of them came up briefly in conversation. William Byron at 9,600 on DraftKings. Uh, we've been talking about the Willie B energy. He's got the 24 tie, the 24 shirt. We literally told you on the race recap show that our way too early pick to win this race was Willie B up in the limousine in the rainbow spaceship, the DMT car itself. Okay. I think that this guy right here is definitely someone that can qualify around the top 10 area. And we've seen what he can do. Like Dale said, Homestead. Okay. We saw that. That's where this energy lived. This energy is being relived right now. There's no way this man fails. In DFS, I feel like this week, or in betting for all that matters, Dale has brought the energy to the show. That energy will translate through vibration, through our microphones, into your ear holes, the speakers, out into the universe. William Byron is a guy that I like and I think will be a place, uh, not necessarily a place differential, but a potential lap leader and dominator at this track if you let that man with that Hendrick horse and that DMT car manifest his reality yeah um, and, and if you go and you can even look at michigan and i know obviously it's a totally different race car now we, we we're throwing darts apparently but 9600 uh, i mean that's a pretty good dart well he dominated michigan with the, the race that blaney ended up winning he was really strong there led a lot of laps and just lost it on a, a late race restart so if you look at what he did in michigan and homestead last year pretty interesting when you look at california I'm pretty so, sure you're still in the I winning like lineup, even though he lost that race. You may or may not see this pick coming on Action Network, so keep an eye out. We'll see I'm just going to – Really I'm just good gonna, value. I mean, you, you may or may not. You may or may not. You probably will, but, you know, and that will be for the both of us. That's both pages. Okay. So, you so. that's like your potential guy to be a big lap leader. Maybe wouldn't qualify top five. Like, he might qualify top ten, but you think he'll have some place differential. I, I don't know about so much place like like I mean a little bit of place differential, but you're not you're not going to be picking Willie B for place differential unless he does qualify towards the rear. If he qualifies towards the rear, that is a no brainer at 9600 because he is somebody that can get up and fight for it. Uh, I'm definitely looking at him to be somebody more that will qualify in the top ten area and be able to work his way towards the front, lead some laps. We've seen him do it multiple times. I don't see why he can't do it now. He's hungry. The rainbow rainbow DMT spaceship is ready to roll. Uh, my place differential potential fella uh, at a value, my value place differential potential fella is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. want to make sure that I have these odds correct, or not odds, but the salary correct for you guys. Um, so I already had Ricky, kind of been tinkering I, around some lineups, 6,200 on I got one question for you, Ricky. Why? Oh, Why can you not bring this back? Good God. Unbelievable, Maul. Ricky, please. Unbelievable. Ricky, please. Look, that's how you look. represent the sip right there. So there that's a Mississippi mud flap. That is a yes. Look at that flap. Look at that flap. Gardner Minshew is jealous. Look at that. that. That's a fucking flap right there, dude. My God. Minshew so yeah, bring the moles back. 
That's all I have to say. That's my statistical analysis of, of Stenhouse this weekend. Bring them all back. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the best way to put it. But Stenhouse is a guy that, you know, typically, like, the qualifying stuff might not shake out that great for him. He's usually somebody that's starting in the teens or maybe in the, the 20s. Maybe we see that, maybe we don't. But at $6,200 on DraftKings, dude, that's, that's a guy right there that's a place differential potential machine. He's shown some improvement at these intermediate tracks. And it's a one-car show at uh, JTG Daugherty Racing, okay? They got a basketball Jones just like 23XI. Why can't it be them, okay? Look at what the man. Look at what the man's doing. His vibe is stronger than ever going into this year. I'm all in on Stenhouse is my value place differential potential play. So that's my two guys for DFS that I think will, will fit the bill. William Byron, 9,600. Stenhouse, 6,200. Two value boys for uh place differential and for domination so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go quick here um a guy i like that i i wouldn't expect to qualify up front and based on his results last year i think could be an excellent uh place differential guy is Corey lajoy at 5100 um i was thinking about cole custer but stuart hoss when qualifying was around last year stuart hoss sometimes like qualified really well, like kind of blew it out the water. So uh, especially Eric Almirola at Nashville, I think he qualified really well. So I don't want to take a chance on him qualifying too high and, and drop him back, but I feel like at Cole's price at 5,900, if he runs top 15, he'll pay out for you. Cole. But with Corey LaJoy, uh, 13 out of the last 15 races last year, finished in the top 30, had numerous top 20 finishes, numerous top 25s, I think this is a guy that could qualify like in the thirties and then finish up into the twenties and he'll be the last leg of your lineup. So for that last leg of your lineup, I really like Corey LaJoy because he's been a guy when he hasn't had mechanical failures or, or just uh, bad luck issues, he finishes races and he, and he makes up positions, runs top 25, runs top 20. So from that perspective, I like Corey LaJoy and for the theme of the show, we're going back to my guy, Kyle fucking Bush. I know you're not surprised. So uh, $10,400 on DraftKings. I don't care where he starts. I don't think he'll qualify on the poll. He's not a huge poll guy. I I don't care where he starts. He's going to run up front. He's going to finish top five, I think. So Kyle Bush, I think, is going to be an excellent uh, DFS play on Sunday. Kyle Bush, not a poll guy, more of a uh, a free stripper guy. guy. He's more of a, no, you know, he okay. likes to he likes to wear G strings in Malibu. Yeah, that's a good point. Trip. Yeah, good. That's a good weird transition. That's it. That's it. We're weird, talk about weird fucking thongs. video. I will say, but he laid it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's right, boy. Yeah. Getting there real nice and deep, black boy. There you go. Yep. So we're gonna end that on that weird ass note right there, uh, just because we can, and uh, we appreciate you tuning in, hearing the bets that we have hearing uh our uh we, we need to do something fun with this this little thing we're doing that what do we call these wizard picks where we're just going to predict dfs people before they even qualify and wizard uh picks, yeah i don't know we'll, we'll come up with a better name now that I, you said it we can i've been dabbling i've been dabbling with the nickname the wizard of winston and i think that that's going to stick i think i'm going to do the jordan belford thing where he called himself the wolf of wall street i'm just going to call myself the wizard of winston and write a book about it one day there you and go. Then, I don't hate that. Sell people pens. I'm just going to be Don and Dale. 
forever. Yeah. I mean, I'll be carry out chase too. I mean, I'll do that. Yeah. Hey, Go to Hooters. Dale, what's that promo code? Go to Hooters. Promo code garage guys. Just tell your Hooters girl waitress about it and you get $10 off of any order, $40 or more for food, non-alcoholic beverages and merch. Not valid for alcohol or gift cards and redeemable at HOA Hooters locations. That was a great Dine and Dale. Print. I enjoyed that fine print. Um, and obviously, Carry Out Chase has one thing to say. Go eat this shit on your couch sometimes, too. But also dine in because dining in is important. You have to watch the race at Hooters. So de- definitely more dine in this season. But if you can't dine in, it's okay. If you if you're, you got a party at your house watching the race, which I know you will. Like, if you use this promo code, you're watching the race at your house with friends. So you just decided to use Garage Guys for any to-go order at Hooters. Uh, ordering off the Hooters app or orders.hooters.com. Use promo code Garage Guys. You're going to save $10 off any order, $30 or more. And that's valid at participating locations for delivery and carryout orders only. And that is a that's promo it. code for the greatest restaurant in the world, the greatest wings in the world. Easy. This has been the, the, the greatest easy. betting preview show in the world. Garage the Guys. Longest. Best in the world, in the universe. Easy. What do you say? Easy. Easy, 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 easy. Coming from easy. The, the greatest NASCAR better in the universe, you're telling me easy? Easy. I like it. Easy. I'm, I'm here for it. Easy. Easy. It's easy. We're going to annoy the shit out of so many people with that. But yes, easy. greatest NASCAR better in the universe is back. We're going to have a hell of a weekend. So let's get after it. I'm pumped. Let's get it, baby. Ow! It's the garage, guys. 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 It's the garage, guys.